race fans and welcome to Racing with Ryan, the podcast that brings you everything racing. And we are smack dab here in the middle of New Smyrna Speed Weeks, well, Speed Weeks in general. I'm your host, Ryan Stevens, and I'm going to be recapping everything that's gone on here at the New Smyrna Speedway. Things might sound a little bit different here this week, actually sitting in the car as practice is happening for night number six of the World Series. So we'll get you caught up here on the first five nights of the World Series as we're smack dab in the middle of it. There's been a lot of great action, a lot of uh, great competition out there, and things are really heating up. So we're going to get you up to speed. Plus, at the end of the show, we've caught up with a number of drivers, and we're going to play you a few interviews here so you can hear for the drivers themselves how Speed Weeks has been unfolding. Um, so we're going to go ahead and get right into it. We have a lot to cover here. So let's start with the super late models. We'll go night by night, kind of cover everything. Night one for the super late models got off to a rough start, especially for David Rogers involved in a lap one incident. Rogers was spun around, hit the catch fence, or hit the fence and actually set the catch fence on fire. Ryan Moore, Augie Grill, Trey Bain, and others were caught up in a big wreck that also set them back early on in the week. But at the end here of night number one, it was Sammy Smith who took the victory in the Kyle Busch Motorsports 51. He was ahead of Derek Griffith and Brad May rounding out the top three there on night number one. Night number two, pretty good night here for most of the competitors. We started 20 on this night, and it was a surprise. Jesse Love went to victory lane ahead of Derek Griffith and Brad May. Once again, Derek Griffith with two second-place finishes in two starts in the Superlate models. Night number three for the Superlates saw Brad May go back to victory lane in the Bobby Sears number nine machine. So Brad May, at this point, a championship favorite perhaps, but we'll have to see how things unfolded. Ryan Moore with a nice rebound. He wound up second on night number three with Sammy Smith coming home in the fourth position. And most drivers were able to survive night number three. So pretty clean so far for the Superlate models during this year's World Series. On to night number four, the 50-lapper, an impressive field of 28 cars. And I was worried that maybe some of them wouldn't survive, but most everybody did. Most of the casualties on night four were mechanical issues. And at the end of 50 laps, it was a great race. You had Ty Majeski up there, Stephen Nassi, but it was Derek Griffith who took the lead on a restart with five laps to go, took it away from Ty Majeski. Ty Majeski was not able to catch him. So Derek Griffith, after two second-place finishes plus a second-place run in the can or the Arc Menards East Series race. Derek Griffith comes home with the big win over Ty Majeski. Ty Majeski, of course, a full-time uh, truck series driver on the NASCAR side this year, had great things to say about Derek. Plus, we're going to catch up with Derek here at the end of the show and hear from him about his World Series. And on night number four, it was Stephen Nassi rounding out the top three. The points after four races so far for the Superlates. Derek Griffith with a four-point advantage over Brad May. That is just two positions on the racetrack. So the 12G and the 9M going to be going at it here for the rest of the week. Jesse Love in the 21 is 10 points back. And Sammy Smith just 14 points back. Your top four pretty close together, just seven spots between them. And your top four in points all with one victory on the year. So great stuff out of the Superlates. It's been pretty clean and a close championship battle heating up there. In the Florida Modifieds, it has been the Travis Eddy Show here this week. Four races for them, three wins. It all started on night number one. Travis Eddy beating Wayne Parker and Tank Tucker on that night. Night number two, same story. Travis Eddy ahead of Wayne Parker. Zach Knowles, though, with a good run on night two. 
wound up in the third position. On night number three, it got off to a rough start. There was a big wreck that took out the six of Zach Stacy, the 29 of Galen Price. Those two drivers have not made it back out. But on this night, it was once again Travis Eddy with the win. Augie Grill had second but was disqualified. So for the third night in a row, Wayne Parker was second and then Jerry Simons third. So Travis Eddy three for three. Night number four, though, for the Florida Modifieds, a 75-lap contest. This one dominated by... Not Travis Eddy, it was Timmy Moore. Travis Eddy gave him a run for the money at the end, but it would be Timmy Moore who would take the victory on night number four in dominating fashion. So Timmy Moore out ahead of Travis Eddy. Augie Grill did finish third. Then it was Wayne Parker fourth and Jerry Simons fifth. So with the domination from the 78 for Travis Eddy, he has a 10-point advantage. So it's still very close, just five positions there between the 78 of Travis Eddy and the 1W of Wayne Parker. Jerry Simon sitting third, 32 back, and then Zach Knowles, 42 back. So right now, things looking good, but we do uh, we do have an interview coming up with Travis Eddy, and he states that one night could take you right out of championship contention. So he's not feeling safe, even though he has the big lead. He actually is surprised his lead's not bigger after uh, the good start to his week. On to the prolate models. Oh, Boy, oh boy, have they been rough and wild. Uh, some really great racing on night number one. It was Nicholas Noggle out of Canada who takes the surprise victory. Nicholas Noggle, your winner for the first time. Connor Mozak out of North Carolina finished second, and Jet Nolan was third on night number one. We had some good hard racing, but it really got fired up on night number two between eventual race winner Jet Nolan and the five of Jamie Skinner. Jamie Skinner with a really, really fast car so far this week. Um, appeared to be on his way to victory. A restart. Jet Noland gets into Skinner, battling on a restart, and Skinner was not too happy about it. Jet Noland would win the race ahead of Daniel Dye and Hayden Sprague on night number two, but Jamie Skinner came down to victory lane, and he's told Jet Noland, if you're going to race like that, you're going to get what's coming to you. So the rivalry was building after two nights. So we go into night number three, and that's when it all came unglued. And I mean, it came unglued in a big way. There was a number of big crashes for the Prolate models. The biggest, though, after a spin over in turn number one. As the caution is coming out, it looks like Jet Nolan started to slow down. Jamie Skinner gets into the back of him, turns him hard into the turn three fence, ending his night. Uh, Jet Nolan was not happy. Skinner, well, he said he was going to get him, and he sure enough did. Now, of course, there's two sides to each story. Jet Nolan going to say that, yes, I was flat out wrecked. Jamie Skinner's going to say Jet got on the brakes because of the caution. I tried to. I hit him. But at the same time, we all have our own version of the story, and I'm sure you've written yours. And uh, we know what the end result was. Jet Nolan torn up, but Jamie Skinner would uh, be on a short leash the rest of the night and actually get parked for rough driving later in the event. I think about four cars finished this race, five cars maybe. Yeah, no, it was just four cars that finished the race, and it got wild there at the end. Hayden Sprague in the lead, coming off the uh, the the. No, I'm sorry, it was Connor Mozak in the lead, and coming off the fourth corner, Hayden Sprague gets into the back of him, turns Mozak around. Hayden Sprague takes the checkered flag, but is not given the victory. The victory would go to Giovanni Selzy, who crossed the line in second. Selzy, the official winner. David Weaver, that's right, Weaver, who's been running out here since the early 2000s with the same race car. Basically, their budget is getting here, 
And that's about it. David Weaver, the Cinderella story of the week, comes home in the third position, or sorry, in the second position. David Weaver's best career World Series finish second. He was overcome with emotion and joy in victory lane. And it was an awesome story. So on night number three, officially, Geo Selzy the winner. David Weaver in second. Connor Mozak third. Hayden Sprague, Daniel Dye rounding out the top uh, five there. On night number four, we went from 20 late models down to about 17 uh, due to all the crashing, all the carnage. Of course, I would recommend going back and watching the replay of that race because it was quite insane. Uh, but on night number four, they sat the pro late models down. They had their own special drivers meeting and uh, kind of told everybody. They actually had Ty Majeski come in and talk to him and remind him, hey, we're here for another four or five nights, guys. We need to get it together. We need to clean it up and uh, respect one another. And you had to wonder if that was going to work. And I believe it did because we went all 35 laps clean and green on night number four. And Jamie Skinner, who's had a fast car all week, finally puts it all together. Skinner, your winner on night four. Derek Krause behind the wheel of the 16. Gio Selzy was only scheduled to run the first couple of races. Now Derek Krause behind the wheel of that 16 car comes home in second. And once again, Connor Mozak comes home with a third place finish. In the point standings, it is Connor Mozak, your series leader, by eight points on Daniel Dye. Uh, third will be Jet Nolan in the 50, 18 back, Hayden Sprague 20 points back, and Jamie Skinner now just 22 points behind. So the Prolate models, they've been wild. Maybe they start to settle down, or maybe it starts brewing once again as they head into their 100 lapper on Friday. Moving on now to the Tour Modifieds. Night number one was a doozy. 30 cars taking the green flag. And uh, Anthony Nosella, boy, I had my eye on him when he entered. I thought, you know what, I think this is his year to break out. And he qualified well. Matt Hirschman, though, was fastest. And everybody, I believe, coming into the week knew they were going to have to chase Matt Money Hirschman. On this night, though, Anthony Nosella, with the lead coming to the final lap, Matt Hirschman, of course, chasing him down. They come off the fourth corner, and they are side-by-side drag race to the finish line, and it would be Anthony Nosella picking up his first win out here at the new Smyrna Speedway on night number one, proving that he is, in fact, down here with a good piece. And we will hear from Anthony Nosella at the end of the show with our driver interviews. So on night number one, it was Nosella beating Matt Hirschman. Night number two, kind of the same players right up in there. Craig Lutz with a fast race car would lead much of the race. And there was a big wreck coming off turn number four involving Ryan Priest, who's kind of struggled this week. And the 07 Patrick Emerling, a number of cars would scatter behind them. Um, And that set up a shootout to the finish. Craig Lutz then had to hold off, of course. Who else? Matt Hirschman, uh, if he was going to win. But it got interesting late in the race uh, with Anthony Nocella still hanging on to the lead. Craig Lutz on a restart would get up into the side of Nocella. You got to kind of you got to make the bottom work however you can on restarts. And he, you know, Nocella says, oh, he roughed me up. Lutz said, hey, I did what I had to do. We'll see if that turns into a rivalry here this week. Uh, But Lutz would take the lead, and then he would hold off Matt Hirschman in the 60. Matt Hirschman again for the second time coming home in second. So Craig Lutz makes it two first-time winners in two tour mod races here this week. So Lutz the winner on night number two. Matt Hirschman second. Anthony Nocella, good run in third. Then it was Mike Wills, Brad Van Hooten. Rounding out the top five there on night number two. 28 cars starting night number two as they're getting ready for a 76-lap contest here on night number six of the World Series, which is scheduled to happen um, later on today as of the recording of this podcast. As for the points, after two events, we have a tie on the top. Anthony Nocella is your point leader by virtue of the tiebreaker. He has a win. 
compared to Matt Hirschman's best finish of second. So they are tied. Craig Lutz, the winner last time out, just four points behind. Tyler Ripkema, 16 points back and forth. And fifth, the 83 for Mike Willis, 20 points back. So the top three looking to be stout right now. Ryan Priest also tied for fifth, but he is not a championship contender because he is only going to run the first couple nights before he has to go to the big track over in Daytona. Some other big races that have happened this week. Of course, the Arkham Menards East Series was here. Uh, the story of that show was Derek Griffith. He qualified fastest uh, in a ride that came together late in the week, and he would go on to lead much of the race. A late mistake when he decided to make his pit stop. He pulled up to pit. He was penalized and dropped to the rear of the field. Came through and made it all the way up to second, but was not able to catch the eventual race winner, Sam Mayer. Wild incident occurred in this event. Tanner Gray in the 17 was stuck on the outside of a three-wide move, got pinched into the wall, went up on his side, catching the catch fence a little bit, dragged across the racetrack on his side before coming back down on all four wheels just past the start-finish line. A spectacular incident that set up the shootout that saw Derek Griffith drive all the way back up through the field as he was able to get up to second. But Sam Mayer, last year's Arkham Menards East Series champion, would win the race to kick off their season in a great 175 lapper. Plus, we've also had the Wheelman Sportsman Series here, and they had an impressive field. Over 30 cars were signed in. I think uh, once all was said and done, I believe 28 officially took the green flag. Earl Beckner, who won the 35-lap shootout the night before, the test and tune race, if you will, appeared to have a clean sweep of the weekend before the tech gods got him, tossed him out, giving the win to Jesse Henley. So Jesse Henley wins the first Brandon Ford Wheelman Series race. Uh, And that was just spectacular. I cannot wait to see them again at Governor's Cup. I hope that they are back next season. Um, On top of that, we have uh, some other great series coming up. The Florida Pro Truck Challenge Series will be here this week. And, of course, next week we will have a more conventional show. We'll get Margo back on. Um, we'll be in the studio. So if this one sounds a bit different, just remember I'm sitting here in my car in the sun as they practice uh, to bring you a quick recap here. We'll do a full recap of Speed Weeks with our thoughts, opinions, all of that. And, of course, we'll hear from other drivers. I'm going to go and try to get some more driver interviews. So there might be even more interviews tacked on to the end of the show. Other thing I'd like to talk about here tonight would be the Daytona Clash. Of course, we're trying to talk about all motorsports, and unfortunately, there's so much going on that I'm unable to cover. Volusia Speed Weeks, uh, the racing down at East Bay, uh, other racing in Florida. Um, Got my focus here on the new Smyrna Speedway this week. Uh, So, of course, there's lots of great things that we're missing, but was able to catch the Clash. Margo was lucky enough to be able to go. We'll talk to her about her experience at the Clash here on next week's show. Um, But it was a wild race. It was calm, cool, and collected. Uh, for about the first 90% of it. And then battling for the lead, Joey Logano and Kyle Busch get together, cause the race's first big crash. And then after that, Denny Hamlin, leading the race, cuts a tire in front of the field and took everybody with him. I think there was six cars left on the late race restart. And then we had another wreck, Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott, the two dominant cars at that point. Then they wreck each other, and we're down to like a four-car race. I think Ryan Newman and Austin Dillon are about the only cars out there without damage. It was a mad scramble to the finish. And when all the the dust had settled, Eric Jones, who was involved in the second-to-last caution with a smashed-up front end that looked like he had been in a demolition derby, got the push from Denny Hamlin to win the first official NASCAR Cup Series race of the year. Well, you know what I mean by official. The first... It didn't count for points, but you know what I mean. The first checkered flag for the Cup Series goes to Eric Jones after a wild, wacky, spectacular crash fest. A lot of people didn't like it because of all the crashing, but it was sure damn entertaining. 
And um, so Eric Jones wins that race. Of course, we'll have full Speed Week's Daytona coverage on next week's show, and we're able to sit down in the studio. So that one will probably be a long one. So at this point, guys, that is your recap of Speed Week's. We are halfway through. Still four great nights of racing to go. We have the Blewett Memorial 76, the Richie Evans 100, the Orange Blossom 100. We have the Prolate 100. We have the Florida Pro Truck Challenge Series all still to come. We'll recap all that stuff again on next week's show. At this time, we're going to play a bunch of our driver interviews. Big thank you to our drivers so far. We have Timmy Moore, Todd Stone, Daniel Dye, Anthony Nosella, Travis Eddy, Derek Griffith, Jamie Skinner, and probably a couple more. I'm going to try to get more interviews here throughout the day to tack on. So go ahead and sit back, relax, enjoy the thoughts of the drivers that have been doing well so far in the World Series. All right, we've caught up with the general manager of the New Smyrna Speedway, Mr. Rusty Marcus. Want to pick his brain on uh, what he thinks of this year's World Series as we're at the halfway point. Rusty, how are things going so far? Well, I tell you, it's like this. We have so much, so so much, so much momentum going on right now. You know, when we did that uh, Skips Western Outfitters Arkham and Arts race on Monday night, it set a whole new standard for New Smyrna Speedway. The the 2020 54th Annual World Series of Asphalt has been spectacular. I was going over some numbers from last year. Um, you know, the prolates they kind of. We had a great field of them coming into 2020, and there's been some little incidences happening out there. Uh, we still started 18 last night, I think it was. Um, but last night, when I looked down on that racetrack, I saw 28 super late models for a midweek race. I knew we were in good shape. The tour mods, you know, they're here in force. Everything has been has been absolutely incredible here at New Smyrna Speedway. Um, we're so excited, you know. We we teamed up with with CRA and and. Uh, for some things, and they've been doing a spectacular job uh, keeping things calm in the pits and, and making sure that everything is right. We've got some tire samples out now. We should hear back from them in just, to, in fact, minutes from now uh, what the results are. Everybody is being thorough. Everybody is being great. Everybody's happy, and that's and that's what we care about here at New Smyrna Speedway. Is we're building memories, and we want to be we want to build good memories. You know, we're at that point in the, in the show right now where it's 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 kind of the tipping point, and now then, all of a sudden, this ball is going to start rolling. It's going to start rolling fast. We want to thank everybody, anybody that, that that thinks that putting on a race like this is one person, or uh, you know, you'll never hear me say, "Hey, you know, uh, it wouldn't be this if it wasn't for me." I can't tell you how many people are behind the scenes of this thing. Uh, I would love to. In fact, before before this show, before this uh, event is over with, I will have a list of the people, and you'll get an idea of how many people it takes to come together to put on an event like this. Because it's not one person. I mean, Ryan, you do a lot of stuff. I mean, you've you've been building this thing up for months. Um, hey, everybody's been working and working and working, trying to get this thing going. It's a whole team effort, and we are proud of each and every member on our team. We're proud of the drivers. We're proud of the fans. We're proud of our facility. It's been doing really good, and I, you know, I thank God every day that that things are going the way that they're going. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the racing's been great. And, you know, walking around talking to people, this, this like you said, it's the breaking point. We're halfway through. People are starting to wear down, but everybody I see, they still got a smile on their face. They're so like, hey, my feet hurt, but I'm still glad to be here. So the fact that everybody's still working hard, making all this happen, that's encouraging. The racing's been great. The crowds the last two nights have just been spectacular. I think uh, we're going to be able to ride that momentum here through the next couple of nights. Oh, they, they, yeah, the momentum from the ARCA race was, was through the roof. Um, and what people don't realize is there was the who's who here on Monday night for that ARCA race. And when I say the who's who, I mean the who's who. And there's been there's been NASCAR executives, NASCAR top cheese. There's been uh, cup drivers. There's been all kind. I mean, you name it, it's been here. Now, we don't announce it, but they've been here. They're seeing what's going on. The comments that I've that I've gotten from people from not in this area that watched it on NBC Gold, NBC Sports Gold, they were like, what a beautiful facility. I, I guess she looks really good on TV. <laughs> and they were excited. And what we're doing is we're building for 2021 now. 2020 is over. We can't, <coughs> excuse me, we can't do anything for 2020 right now. We're starting on 2021 right now. And let me tell you something. We got one hell of a head of steam ahead of us. And 2021 is looking like probably the biggest ever. If if we stay on track, 2021 will be the biggest ever World Series of Asphalt. My prediction. Well, that's what we like to hear. And, uh, you know, I've seen the momentum. People seem to be in good spirits. Things seem to be going as smooth as they can for a, a race week like this when you got racing every single night. Usually we get a week in between each race for things to cool off. Now it's night after night. We've seen the rivalries. We've seen the drama. And I think it's just really getting heated up. Oh, and here's the thing. The drama's going to kick back up again. And, and you know, I tell people, you know, last night I expected things to be a little calm. In fact, it was boring. Nah, it wasn't boring. Yeah, it was boring. No. Because everybody was, no, okay, people came here with an expectation last night. And you know they did. Hey, we got, it was we, all over the internet. We got to keep them in suspense every uh, now and then. Well, no, no, no. Everybody, everybody came because they knew about this thing with the prolates. They came to see what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, with you coming with that expectation, that race was boring. I only saw one finger. That was it. Now then, they were in the principal's office yesterday. So, they were all, now then, tonight, now keep in mind, one of the cars is the primary car. One of the cars is the backup car. Backup car is not quite up to speed yet. I predict it will be tonight. Now then, things are going to get a little tighter again. One driver knows what he's got. The other one's in an unknown trying to get that car figured out. They'll probably be good tonight. Tomorrow night, I predict you'll see a little bit more rubbing and Friday night, Lord have Under mercy, Lapper. here we go. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing, that's racing. Because even though the, our friends at CRA, which are part of Deuce Morning Speedway now, you know, they've laid down the law and they said, you know, hey, this, this has got to stop because they, they were tearing up too many cars. My prediction is Friday night when everything's on the line, it's going to be gloves off. They're going to go. You know what? Remember when you did? Remember when you did that? Remember when you did that? When you did that? I think we're going to see a lot more action on Friday night. I know you're going to see a lot more action than you saw last night. Last night they were in the principal's office and they were all scared because they got caught smoking in the boys' room. Now then. They're going, you know what? We could probably go in there and take a puff or two and it'd be okay. 
tomorrow night they'll be like, well, you know what? We we could probably have like four or five puffs and by Friday night. They're gonna like. We can smoke the whole cigarette in the boys' room if we want to, and it's going to be on again. That's my prediction. And I'm not saying that that's what I want to happen. I'm just saying that's my prediction from watching what I've seen in the past with stock car racing, not with the people that are involved. I mean, they even... Just in general. Yeah. yeah. They even went as far as having Ty Majeski address the pro late models. Yep. And, and he graciously did it. And so, you know, and I think that's great. That, that's what it's supposed to be. You know, we've had so many great things happen here this week. You know, Weaver coming in second place. That was awesome. Oh, my God. That was that was the best. That, that's what this is all about. Yeah. That Cinderella story, those those yeah. memories like you talk about all the time. He will never, never ever forget, forget this. And, and, you know, yeah, it was a carnage night from the word go. But here's the thing. That guy's here all the time. He's happy where he's at. And to have something like that happen, that's a memory. It's a great memory. Yep. Doesn't matter how you get it, you got it. He stayed out of trouble. The, the rest the of loudest, them didn't. The loudest fan response all week has been oh, for Weaver. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, Jason Luster hadn't gotten here yet, and if he gets anywhere near right. a toolbox, right. <laughs> there'll be and a big I'm response. Sure, I'm sure we'll have uh, we'll have some more things to talk about. He'll be here Saturday. Yeah, yeah, in his new truck. Oh, it's it's all ramping up. Mm-hmm. I, I think you know, like I said, they. Things started off. They they've been going well, and it's just people have seen it. Yep. They've seen it online. They've seen it on on Facebook. They've heard about it. Word of mouth is spreading, and people are coming yep. out. And this place is it's gonna be rocking and rolling, just yep. like it should be. And we're we're finally we're finally yeah. Back. And New Smyrna Speedway, is, you know, she's always been the grand matriarch of racing in this part of Florida. You know, and you got you got okay. She's different than the other tracks in Florida, with the exception of Five Flags. And Five Flags is an absolute great facility. Absolutely. Um, I was with I was with Tim Bryant last night. I tell you what. You are not. If you haven't been to Five Flags, you will not find a better person than Tim Bryant. That guy is freaking stellar. Um, every time I talk to him, he's just—he's nice. He's not trying to pull something over on you. He tells you what's going on. He's got a great personality. I love the people at Five Flags Speedway. Um, he was here. He was so excited because, of course, this was a stepping stone to his ARCA race. So now then he's pumped up because he sees, you know, we didn't know what ARCA was going to do this year. Is it going to be five cars, 50 cars? What's it going to be? It was a great race. NASCAR was here. They were walking around the pits talking to the drivers. And when I say NASCAR, I'm talking about the France family, which is, you don't get that at every race. It showed the drivers that NASCAR cares about them because they were here at our little humble facility to watch what was happening with their new endeavor. And yep, we got, you know, like I said, all that stuff going on. People have been in and out of here. The who's who's of racing are not only running here, but watching what's going on. And, and that's what makes this event so special. Yeah, I, I hear Haley Deacon was here the other night. Um, you know, it's... If you walk around, you're going to see Ken Reagan was here. David Reagan was here. Um, I used to work with Ken Reagan at U.S. Legend Cars. Great guy. Um, Atlanta Motor Speedway is going to be here tonight. New Hampshire Motor Speedway wanted to be here, but they're having snowmobile races, so they can't make it. I mean, this, your home track, New Smyrna Speedway, she's really something. She's not just some little something, you know, out there somewhere. There's a lot of notoriety and a lot of, of greatness that goes along with New Summer on a Speedway. And it takes, back to what I was saying before, it takes a team. It's not one person going, I did this. It's a team. 
everybody working together because I can guarantee you not one person can put this whole thing together. There's no way in hell. Absolutely no way. It takes everybody. And like uh, the other night, we had everything ready so that we didn't have to worry about stuff. So we had the septic tanks pumped out and we did all this stuff and we're like, we're good to go. Some glitch happened. Scott Bramlett says, man, I will be there as soon as practice is over. We will get this fixed for you. Where do you get this from? You, I mean, this is people coming together. And Bramlett doesn't run here on a regular basis. He only comes every now and again. He jumped in to take care of it. You know, we've got we've got people, whether they're racers or not racers, that come here to make sure that this place works. It is a huge, it's, it, and it's not even a three-team effort. It is a huge effort to put all this together. We had the issue with the fence. A group of guys came in. Joe Hope, mm-hmm. great guy, comes in. We got this. We called the fence company. They didn't want to do it. Da, 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 da. They had stuff doing, going, and everything. We only had a very short time frame. Joe Hope comes in off of his regular job, fixes it, makes sure that everything is right with it so we don't have to worry about it. Yep. This is what makes this racetrack work. Uh, something else happened with, with something else, and I called a guy at 11 o'clock at night, which I hate. Hey, call me anytime. It, it's all good. Uh, a friend of the racetrack's Bobby Wines. When we had the barrel incident the other night, first thing, he wanted to know what he could do. He brings his equipment here. Uh, Scott Smith was here for a couple of days before everything. He brought all kinds of equipment, did all kinds of stuff to get this track ready. And it's stuff that we, he brought somebody in, had them restripe everything in the infield. They cleaned everything up. We cleaned and cleaned and cleaned to make sure that it was ready for when everybody got here. I mean, this is, and I could go on and on and on with the stories. This is what puts a show like this on. Absolutely. Rusty, thank you for taking the time to uh, talk with us, and uh, let's hope the rest of the week goes just as good as the first half. Here's the thing. This week is going to go great. I have that in my heart, in my head, the whole nine yards. Is there going to be maybe a glitch or two? Possibly. Probably. It's going to be a great week, and we want everybody to come out and see it. All right. Thank you very much, Rusty. All right, we're here with Timmy Moore, driver of the number 15 of Florida Modified. Timmy, how's your World Series been treating you so far? Pretty good. We um, had a big win last night for the biggest race for us all week, and um, that that really uh, boosted our week. We had uh, a little issue with the car on uh, Saturday night uh, and didn't get to race, but we were able to fix the car and come back and race Sunday. And then, like I said, again, last night we uh, won the biggest race of the week so far, and we have three weeks, or uh, sorry, three nights left, and um, we hope you know we hope we can uh, put it in victory lane three more times this week. Uh, everything's been going really well, so. Well, I'm sure it's been uh, quite annoying seeing Travis Eddy win all three races. So I'm sure it was a, a real relief for this team to to be the ones to beat him. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, I think everyone was ready to to knock him off his pedestal. You know, I mean, he he's a great guy, but you know, no one wants to see someone come in and. Uh, you know, win all of them. So, uh, yeah, we were happy to do that last night and would love to be uh, able to win a few more and, uh, you know, do the same thing he's done. All right, Timmy, good luck the rest of the week. Appreciate you, sir. Timmy Moore, driver of the number 15, Florida Modified. All right, we've caught up with the driver of the number one super late model. Vermont's Todd Stone has uh, pulled in to join the field. Last night was your first uh, start of the series. How'd it go for you last night? 
Well, actually qualified pretty good. I was pretty happy with that for just getting in the car and getting going. Uh, we started uh, seventh, I believe it was, and I uh, missed the shift on the restart, or the, excuse me, the initial start, and uh, got hit in the back and uh, kind of oh, thought I was going to go into the front stretch wall low, but we didn't. We missed it, but uh, it was a little rough start at the beginning but you know we finished off we came back up through passed some cars had a good time learned some stuff and now we're on a day two but the boys had to work till about five o'clock this morning uh, patching up the rear clip got it fixed uh, and they did a great job you know if it wasn't for those guys we wouldn't be here today well, you still have a couple more races here this week, all leading up to the big Orange Blossom 100 to end the World Series. Is that where your focus goes now, is trying to do well for that big race? Yeah, I don't know. You know, we're, we're just down here to have a good time. You know, hopefully we get some decent finishes, and, uh, you know, we got two 35, laps, two 35 lappers ahead of us. Uh, so hopefully, you know, we can finish good in those and, on to the, you know, make it to the 100. Uh, that's our goal. Yeah, that's, that's going to be everybody's goal is trying to make it there because we've seen some rough stuff. And luckily, nobody too badly torn up last night. So hopefully everybody can uh, keep that trend going for the rest of the week. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, there's some real good racers here. And, it, you know, they're fun to race with and they're fun to watch. And it's just, you know, it's nice to get out of the north to come down to the south and enjoy yourselves in the sun. And, you know, it's cold at home and my body doesn't hurt right now. So I'm, I'm feeling good. Well, that's good. I like your optimistic outlook. Todd, we uh, look forward to seeing you out there the rest of the week. Good luck. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right, we've caught up with Daniel Dye, busy driver this week, running super lates, pro lates, and he ran the K&N race. What's been your favorite part of Speed Week so far, Daniel? Uh, so far, probably the pro late model, just trying to stay out of all the junk. Um, last night was pretty good. There wasn't any wrecked race car, so that was a plus. Um, the Super's really fun, but that race didn't go as well. So, so far, it's a pro late model, but hopefully uh, Saturday night for the Orange Blossom, it'll go back to the Super late model. Well, talking about the pro late models, you're right up there in the thick of the championship battle. You've had a couple of solid runs knocking on the door of that win. How do you feel about your chances tonight? Um, I think that we're, we're definitely better than the leader, than the points leader. Um, he, you know, he's been pretty good, though. We're, we're pretty close. Um, hopefully, I can just start getting a little bit better and start creeping up into the points lead and have it by Friday night. Well, yeah, I mean, like I said, you're right up in there, and this year going a lot better for you than last year. You were kind of stuck right around 10th place most of the week, and now you're up there on the podium battling for wins. You've got to feel confident here uh, going into uh, the 2020 season. Yeah, it's a lot better than it was last year. Um, I've also learned a lot, and I keep learning every night I'm out here, so um, that, that helps. Uh, just hopefully add it all together here tonight and be in victory lane. All right, Daniel, we'll, we'll let you go. Get uh, ready to race tonight. Good luck the rest of the week. Thank you. All right, that's Daniel Dye, driver of the 43 late model this week. Daniel, have a good day. All right, we've caught up with Derek Griffith, driver of the number 12G super late model. Derek, you are having an outstanding World Series so far. Tell us about it. Oh, man, just uh, from day one or, you know, night one, we finished second. And uh, day after we finished second, then we had a we had a rough run there. We finished seventh. And, um and went out in a ARCA debut and, uh, and finished second as well. And then I, I figured I was sick and tired of finishing Bridesmaid and uh, I needed a win. And, you know, last night we set it on the pole and, um, 
I didn't expect us to be that good, honestly. The track just changed so much in the last week. Everyone slowed down so much. It's real slippery. So um, we set it on the pole and had a good car in, uh, inverted too. So kind of everything just fell into my favor. And um, I didn't have to work like too, too hard last night, you know, at the beginning. But uh, it was tough getting past Brad. And then, you know, racing with Majeski was like, you know, I look I look up to him a ton. So that was really cool to, to beat him on a restart there towards the end of the race. Yeah, to have to battle with him and hold off Ty over those last five laps. And then Steven Nassie's up there, too. You beat a lot of good people. It's been a great field out here this week. And here you are, the front runner, and had an excellent race in the, uh, the Arc Menards E-Series. I mean, it's just, it's been going great for you. Yeah, you know, we're just uh, kind of, like, rolling out on a high. Like, we're doing really good. Um, I've been coming down here for a long time, and I, I you know, uh, this place has uh, not always been so nice to me. I've learned a whole lot here. Um, I mean, I, you know, I attribute a lot of my, you know, uh, you know, progression to this place, and it, uh, it's so cool to come back here finally and do do well. You know, we're winning races, and uh, you know, we almost won three. So, <laughs> uh, man, it would have been cool to win that Arca race, but uh, I think. Uh, I think it almost was better to finish second the way I did, if that makes sense. You know, we had a really good car, but uh, when I got penalized, uh, at least it was kind of a good show there for the fans. Oh, it definitely was. You were the show in that race, and you've been the show here in the Super Lates, and hopefully you can keep that momentum going the rest of the week. I sure hope so. Uh, my team's been working real hard, and, you know, we got a, we got a car in one piece, and we haven't had much... Uh, much bad racing at all. I mean, everyone's run me with a ton of respect. I had a lot of fun running with uh, Nasi and, uh, you know, Majeski last night and even Brad. And, like, I mean, you know, like you said, pretty star-studded field here. Like, there's uh, there's some good guys in the pits. And, um, you know, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool to, to get that one last night meant a lot to me. Well, you're definitely turning heads here this weekend. Good luck the rest of the week. Thank you. Thank you, Derek. All right, we caught up with Travis Eddy, driver of the 78 Florida Mod. You have had a great week so far. Three wins in a second and a uh, commanding point lead here halfway through the week. Yeah, we've had a really good week. Um, surprisingly for how good that we've ran, we don't have as big of a point lead as we thought that we would, but because still one bad night, we could be screwed out of it. But we can't complain about anything. We haven't touched a car all week. We've been a contender every single night and hope that we can wrap up the rest of the week with a few more good runs. And last year you were the champion. You tied for it this year. You got 10 points on Wayne Parker. He's been kind of stalking you most of the week. You picked up a few on him. Is he the one you're worried about, or are you worried about Timmy Moore now in the 15? Because he's been the only guy that's been able to beat you. Um, There's a handful of them that are all pretty good. I mean, Wayne, Timmy, Augie, all of them, they're just an adjustment away from being the car to beat. And it's all really close. The track keeps changing every night, so... What the cars need keep changing, and track position's key for on the start of the race. Yeah, it seems like if you're able to start up front, you're able to stay there, and qualifying's been good for you. The invert's been good for you. You haven't been caught up in anyone's craziness, so is the key now just to kind of survive and kind of maintain that point lead? Well, we come out here to win races, and run good i mean this car since we build it it's never finished worse than third besides dnfs and being disqualified so hopefully we can get some more good runs finish first and second some more and if we do that the rest will come along with it there you go i like it man well good luck the rest of the week thanks for taking the time to talk to us thank you very much 
All right, we've caught up with Anthony Nocella, driver of the nine, number 92, Tour Modified. You are off to a great start. You got a win and a third and uh, almost had two wins until the very end last night, but a great start for you this week. Yeah, thank you. You know, yeah, it's a good start. You know, the car's been fast since we unloaded and kind of just working from there and able to get the win the first night. And then uh, last night, yeah, be able to start up front again, qualify second, and then uh, start on the front row and get the jump pretty much lead most of it down to that last restart with, I don't know, 8, 10 to go or so, and kind of got ran off the track some there and knocked back to third, but uh, all in all, pretty good run, and, you know, the car's still uh, all together, and uh, it's fast, so we kind of worked from there the last few nights. When I was looking through the entry list and and thinking about who's going to be a contender, I stopped on your name and thought that you'd be pretty good. Are you surprised by how good you guys have run this week, or did you expect to come down here and be strong? Uh, I mean... We definitely, obviously, we wanted to come down here and be strong, but, you know, we were kind of just got a few new things in this car that we never ran, and, you know, we were hoping that we were going to be strong, but kind of weren't positive, but uh, I knew we definitely had a shot to run good, and uh, you know, it was kind of some of the stuff we're working with definitely paid off, and uh, hopefully uh, keep doing it three more nights. Well, it's been nice seeing you run up front with the big dogs. Who are you most worried about this weekend as far as the championship fight goes? Uh, I mean... Probably Hirschman, only because, I mean, he's done it the most out of all of us and kind of always there at the end no matter what, especially these two longer distance races. You know, he'll be real tough, and, uh, you know, they got some great notes to work off of, so he'll definitely be probably one of the toughest, I would think anyone would say. Well, keep up the good work, and uh, three more nights, maybe a couple more wins coming your way. Yeah, hopefully. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, now we've caught up with Jamie Skinner, driver of the number five Pro Late model. Jamie, it's been a... I guess you could call it a crazy week, but last night you were finally able to get to victory lane and uh, things settled down a little bit. Do you think that's going to be the case the rest of the week? Well, that's definitely what we hope. Uh, We hope that everybody stays calm and cool and we just all get to race and race each other hard, but race each other clean and and have fun. And uh, we don't want any bad blood with anybody in these pits and uh, especially uh, Mr. Jet and his crew. Uh, we have the utmost respect for Mr. Jet and his crew, and um, we want to put it behind us and, and move forward. Well, through all the controversy this week, and everybody knows if they've been following along with the World Series, uh, what the big controversy, the big rivalry was. Um, how big did it was it to get that win last night and kind of put all that behind you? It was great. It was actually it was just, it was just you know something that I really wanted very bad for all of my guys, everybody that works so hard on the race car and is so dedicated to making it what it needs to be and um i i I can't thank everybody enough uh but uh just it's definitely a pleasure to get it to victory lane and get uh all of our sponsors eagle steel alpha prime and uh everybody a little bit of exposure so it was it was a good night well you got three more races coming up the big one on friday night the hundred lapper what's your outlook here for the rest of the week trying to go win them all uh our plan is to win them all yes sir i have to be honest with you and uh we will be disappointed if we don't, but we know that uh, there's a possibility that we might not. But our mindset is to go win the rest of the races and have fun. Well, you guys have been fast. There's a good shot at it. Jamie, thank you very much. Jamie Skinner, driver of the number five Pro Late Model. All right, so that's going to wrap up this episode of Racing with Ryan. I want to thank all of our guests here today for taking time out of their busy days to talk to us and give us some great contact. And big, big thank you 
to General Manager Rusty Marcus for coming on the show and uh, giving us his very, very direct thoughts on the World Series and uh, being open and honest and uh, giving us that uh, great feedback there uh, on what's just been a spectacular World Series, of course. Um, now that the show has come to a close, there's still a couple nights to go. We'll be back next week with a full rundown of the World Series because, of course, after we recorded all this stuff, there's been just more and more and more entertainment. So we'll catch you all up on everything next time. But hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you next week.